From the Financial Times in London, I'm David Oakley and this is FT News. Two giant Chinese groups, ChemChina and Sinochem, are planning to merge next year, creating the world's largest chemicals group, according to several senior bankers in Asia. This follows ChemChina's purchase of Swiss agrochemicals leader Syngenta, amid more consolidation of the global agrochemicals industry. Here with me to discuss these multi-billion dollar deals and their significance are Don Wineland in Hong Kong, Ralph Atkins in Switzerland and Arash Masoudi, M&A correspondent. First, Arash, can you set the global context for these giant mergers? What's driving them? Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. I mean, point one is the China outbound story. So obviously ChemChina purchased Syngenta and is about to close this deal, which would be China's largest ever takeover of a foreign company. It is a sort of transformative acquisition for a chemicals company many people hadn't heard of until recently, but it had also bought a tire maker Pirelli in recent years. But now they've done this deal or about to do this deal, and it's expensive. It's 43 to $44 billion to purchase Syngenta, and it totally transforms this company and what it means to China and what it means to the chemicals industry. At the same time, in China, you have a crackdown on M&A by its privately owned companies, which had been increasingly major players in the global M&A landscape. And then finally, you have China itself picking winners in its industry. So whether it be in nuclear power or oil or chemicals or you name it, whatever industry, it seems the state-owned companies in China who are controlled by a sort of governing body in effect, are being rammed together to create national champions within their domestic economy. So, Don, what are bankers in Asia saying about the reasons for the Chem-China-Sinochem merger? Over the past couple of years, we've seen several large mergers of state-owned companies. But I think there's a bit more to this merger in the sense that ChemChina's acquisition of Syngenta was not received particularly well at all reaches of the Chinese government. So I think one aspect of the eventual ChemChina-Sinochem merger, if it does take place next year, would be reigning in control over ChemChina, because ChemChina has been very, very acquisitive over the past couple of years. And I don't think all of the acquisitions that they've done have received the welcome of some of the higher reaches of the Chinese government. Ralph, Syngenta's shareholders gave their blessing to the ChemChina purchase. Why is that? Well, the simple answer is that ChemChina offered a very good deal and paid in cash. I think there's a sort of broader question about, you know, why is this deal not cause more controversy in Switzerland, given that it's China's biggest ever foreign takeover? And going back to the points Arash was making about the global context, there's been this consolidation wave across the agribusiness sector, business providing seeds and crop protection for farmers around the world. And prior to the ChemChina offer, we had this hostile takeover bid from Monsanto from the US that would have led to almost certainly far more job cuts and synergy savings that would have, I think, caused much greater waves here in Switzerland. So the ChemChina bid in cash, offering all these growth opportunities apparently in China, came as quite a relief and was almost positively welcomed here in Switzerland. You spoke to Syngenta's chairman. What did he say about the deal and how difficult will it be to bring together such diverse cultures? Well, his point was that it wasn't about bringing together diverse cultures. It was about Chem China benefiting from the knowledge and the know-how of Syngenta and importing that back to improve yields in China. So his point was that there wouldn't be culture clashes, which there might have been on a Monsanto deal, 
because below the board level, it'll remain a Swiss company for all intents and purposes. It will remain headquartered in Basel. Its research centre will be focused very much around Swiss knowledge, Swiss researchers. So that was his sort of explanation for this deal. I mean, they have guarantees that last a few years at least, but ChemChina has the option to list Syngenta, could list it in other countries as well as Switzerland. And once that's gone ahead, these guarantees disappear. So it's going to be interesting to see whether that trust remains over the next few years. And Don, I believe even within the Chinese groups, there are significant differences in culture. What do we know about their managers and will they be able to work together? I think it's difficult to find two Chinese SOEs that are more different than ChemChina and SinoChem. ChemChina has been operated like a private enterprise for decades. Chairman Ren Jianxin has presided over the company since the inception of the company. He founded ChemChina, and that's quite different from the way that most Chinese state companies are operated. Sinochem, on the other hand, is a heavily controlled state company that has never really had a long-term boss that has overseen its operations. So these two companies have very, very different management styles. That said, the current chairman of Sinochem is quite internationally minded. He's internationally educated. His, His name is Ning Gao Ning. He also goes by Frank. He has operated at several different state companies. And I think he kind of puts a different kind of spin on the potential merger between the two companies. In terms of how these two groups will get together eventually, I think it actually doesn't really matter that much. This is all government orchestrated and the companies will have to find a way just like all of the other state mergers that are happening these days in China. Finally, then, Arash, um, have we seen this kind of deal much before? What's your view on how it will work out? In the context of M&A presently, the Chinese story is by far the most fascinating. We've never really seen anything like this since maybe the Japanese became big acquirers of companies in the 1980s. But even then, the scale of China's ambitions, the size of the country, the need for resource, the need for innovation, the hunger, the sort of leadership from the top, these are all things that make the Chinese outbound story very intriguing to us at the Financial Times, but also intriguing to what it means domestically. So if you think about SASAC, which is the State-Owned Assets Supervision and Administration Commission, they are effectively pulling the strings at many of these state-owned enterprises. And while we'd like to think in a very kind of simple narrative that China is sort of this top-down, very singularly minded and driven country, it's actually quite diffuse with different kinds of bureaucrats and different kinds of factions and different kinds of leaders. And so it's really hard to read the sort of tea leaves, if you will, about what a merger even between these two companies would look like, where you have Chairman Ren, who's this very effective Chinese man who's able to kind of navigate the bureaucracy of the country and pursue his will, so the Syngenta deal. At the same time, when ChemChina, this has been reported in other outlets and has been confirmed to me by my sources, Chairman Ren actually tried to buy BG Group away from Shell when Shell was trying to close its deal. Out of nowhere, ChemChina showed up and made a rival offer, and it was very close to potentially disrupting a mega, mega deal of one of the most powerful companies in the world. And then you have Frank, who's showed up from Kafka, another Chinese company, to run Sinochem. And what's actually going on here is that the Chinese government sending a message to Ren that ultimately we are in charge and Frank is going to run the combined companies or, or sort of how this comes together. It's, it's completely unclear. And I think it'll be a story we really look forward to following up on. 
Thank you very much, Arash. This is clearly a fascinating story that could get even more interesting. And thanks to Ralph in Switzerland and Dom in Hong Kong. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.